Hello, my name is Wang Yan, and I am a reporter with News China. With our weekly News China podcast, we aim to give insight into the trends and happenings in modern China through a historical lens. Today, we discuss Mr. Su Dongpo, a charismatic Chinese poet and scholar in ancient China's Song Dynasty. Goodbye, beloved Mr. Dongpo. Reads the headline from news portal Shanghai Observer report on the conclusion of an exhibit at the Forbidden City. Hundreds of thousands visited the two-month exhibition held from September to October. About seventy ancient Chinese paintings, calligraphy pieces, books, and other antiques on display pay tribute to Mr. Dongpo. A renowned 11th-century literati of China's Northern Song Dynasty. The exhibition was one of the major events celebrating the 600th anniversary of the completion of the Forbidden City. Dongpo is the pen name of Su Shi, one of the brightest stars in the vast galaxy of China's literary past. Indeed. If you only have time to learn about one nation Chinese scholar, Su Shi is the right choice. Why is he loved so much? Li Bai in the eighth century during the Tang Dynasty is arguably the greatest Chinese poet. Su's own father, younger brother, and friends, and Su himself, made up the eight greatest writers of the Tang and Song Dynasties. Wen Tianxiang is a top scorer in the imperial exam during the last years of the Southern Song Dynasty in the 13th century. He has been revered till today for his courage in fighting against the invading Mongol armies until his death. There were also great playwrights and novelists in ancient China, but Su stands out not only for his achievements in literature. But also his integrity and charisma. Even foodies like Su, who created a famous pork dish, no other scholar in China's history has had such a deep influence on popular culture as Su. Unlike other literati who excelled in one or two areas of literature, Dongpo was a Renaissance man. He was among those revolutionizing the essay, an important form of writing. During the Northern Song Dynasty, breaking from the florid and classical pedantry of the past, the group advocated for a style that was easier to understand and more closely reflected reality. He founded a new school of writing that spoke more directly to the reader's emotions. He was also a great poet. As a painter, he integrated poetry, verse, and calligraphy into his paintings. He pioneered new aesthetics in Chinese art. Great scholars have often been worshipped as divine. Temples for Confucius were built in many places. Lao Tzu, philosopher and founder of Taoism in the sixth century BCE, is defined as one of the three most important deities of Taoism. Li Bai is known as fairy poet. Suggesting that he is not of this world, Du Fu, Li Bai's close friend and revered poet, 
wrote more than 1,500 poems. In many of them, he invoked the hardships of people under the corrupt and cruel ruling class, earning him the title Saint Point. Readers are often overwhelmed by the sense of sorrow in his poems. But most people relate to Su as a person. He was both admired and hated in his time. But despite his turbulent life, his work and personal story brims with optimism, integrity, and positivity. Dongpo served as an official in 14 places and had visited more than 19 cities. He traversed most of what is today's China. About 20 places hold special significance to his life and history that is still celebrated today. We will talk about a few of them. The first was his hometown, Meishan in southwest China's Zhuang province. His residence there was destroyed at the end of the Ming dynasty and rebuilt during the Qing dynasty, both in the 17th century. It is the most popular tourist attraction in the city. Next door to his residence is a Meizhou Dongpo restaurant. Meishan was once called Meizhou. Meizhou Dongpo is a famous chain of restaurants in many cities across China, including Beijing and Shanghai. There is also one in Los Angeles. Its trademark dish, Dongpo pork, is braised with savory sauce with also a bit of sweetness. Su Shi gave himself the name Dongpo while in Huangzhou, today's Huanggang, Hubei province. He went there after the biggest crisis in his life. In Imperial China, there were officials who supervised the words and deeds of other officials and admonished emperors. Some of them accused Su of writing a poem that satirized an imperial reform. Su was imprisoned for criticizing the emperor, and his previous works were scrutinized for similar examples. More than 30 of his colleagues and friends were also implicated in the investigation. Some officials called on the emperor to execute Su. Fortunately, Wang Anshi, a retired premier who was behind the reforms Su had satirized, wrote to the emperor requesting stay of execution. Su was fired and instead demoted to a low-level official in Huangzhou. As he just escaped the death penalty, his friends and relatives kept their distance. A local official was sympathetic to Su's plight and gave him a plot of sloped land so he could feed his family. The land was in East Huangzhou. From this comes origin of his pen name, Dongpo. Dong means east and Po means slope. In his darkest times, Su's creativity shined. It was in Huangzhou where he wrote a verse that would immortalize him. The verse described the famous Battle of Chibi or Red Cliff on the Yangtze River nearly 870 years earlier during the Three Kingdoms period. The endless river eastward flows, with its huge waves agone all those 
Gallant Heroes of Bygone Years. This English translation is by Xu Yuanchong, a renowned translator of ancient Chinese poems. The strong vigor and passion in the verse stands in stark contrast against the soft delicacy and sentiment that prevailed in the literature of the early Northern Song. His tough life in Huangzhou also sharpened his appetite. Pork was available there for very cheap price at that time, as rich people preferred lamb. Today, several cities claim to be the original home of Dongpu pork, but it was in Huangzhou that he wrote a poem describing how he cooked and enjoyed the dish. Su lived in Huangzhou for four years. He then went to Jinling, today's Nanjing, to visit Wang Anshi to say thank you for saving his life. They did not have much contact before Su began his political career and held very different political views. Yet Wang stuck out his neck to save Su's. This was a reflection of the mutual respect held among scholars at the time. Dongpo became famous for his writing in his early 20s. In 1057, he took part in the imperial exam in Kaifeng, the capital of the northern Song in central China's Henan province. Many of the top candidates that year, or Jin Shi, went on to become famous literati or politicians. Jin Shi generally refers to scholars who pass the imperial exams to be eligible to be government officials in China's imperial dynasties. The lead examiner, Ouyang Xiu, is now ranked among the eight greatest literati of the Tang and Song dynasties. He admired the genius of Su's exam essay. However, as candidates' names were concealed to ensure fairness in grading, he mistook it for the work of his most talented student, Zeng Gong. So, in order to avoid accusations of nepotism, Ouyang rated the article second overall. The emperor met with the Jing Shi scholars after the exam. Afterwards, the emperor was very happy and told his empress that he found two potential prime ministers among them, Su Shi and his younger brother, Su Zhe. But as Su Shi opposed reforms from one of the emperor's successors, he applied to leave the capital and serve as a local official. The new emperor then appointed him to be a senior official in Hangzhou in what is now Zhejiang province. He stayed there for three years and then moved to other cities and back to the capital to serve in different capacities. About 40 years after he left Hangzhou, he was recalled to serve as a city leader. Before that, he managed to offend the conservative camp he used to support. The pro-reform faction in the imperial government had lost power after the new emperor died and his successor supported the conservatives. But Su criticized the conservatives for their unjust crackdown on the reformists. As a result, Su found himself an enemy of both sides and had to leave the capital again. But Hangzhou benefited from his return. Su spearheaded a big project there, dreading what would be the city's west lake. 
The dredges from the lake were used to build the causeway that bears his name, Sioux Causeway. West Lake is one of the most famous and beautiful tourist attractions in China. There are ten major scenic spots in Hangzhou, and the Sioux Causeway is among the most noteworthy. At the age of fifty-eight, Sioux was banished once again. He was demoted to govern what is now Huizhou, Guangdong Province. It was much less developed compared to Hangzhou. When he learned that he would unlikely be promoted again, he bought a house and settled down. Dongbo still enjoyed life there. He liked the taste of local leeches so much that he wrote a poem saying that he ate three hundred a day. And would be happy to spend his remaining days in Huizhou just to enjoy the subtropical fruit. Some rival officials were unhappy to see that he was enjoying life in Huizhou. Three years later, sixty-one-year-old Su was demoted again, this time to an even more remote and notorious place, Danzhou, on what is now Hainan Province, was where the empire exiled criminals. It was considered just short of the death penalty. Su did not think he would ever leave the island. He lacked medicine, wine, and even cookware. How could Su make do? He taught local villagers how to drill wells for drinking water. He set up a school there, making Danzhou the cultural center of Hainan. One of his students. Jiang Tangzuo became Hainan's first juren or scholars who passed the local-level imperial exam and officially recognized as an intellectual. Seven years after Su died, Fu Qie became Hainan's first jinshi or scholar who passed the imperial exam in the capital. Since then, until the end of Qing, imperial China's final dynasty. There have been more than seven hundred juren and nearly one hundred jinshi from Hainan. Even today, people from Danzhou have a reputation for loving poems, couplets, and calligraphy. Now tourists there can visit Su's school free of charge if they can recite three of his poems from memory. Su spent nearly four years in Danzhou. The emperor finally allowed him to choose anywhere in the country he wanted to live. Less than one year after leaving Danzhou, he died from illness in Changzhou, Jiangsu Province. Su dedicated his life to public service, improving people's lives wherever he went. He made remarkable achievements in literature. He never yielded to pressure, political or otherwise. His arduous experiences only sharpened his talents. For about one thousand years, Su's attitude towards life has been admired by Chinese intellectuals. For both scholars and ordinary people, he is a real person who can always find the fun and meaning in life, no matter what comes his way. That is end of our podcast. Thank you to our writer Song Yiming. Editor and translator Li Jia and copy editor JT. We hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for listening. 
See you next week.